Welcome everyone to Common Sense Choices, episode number four, and I'm Linda Tupin. Welcome back everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, our message today, this episode has to do with hope and healing. I thought that was an appropriate message for Christmas. And it's going to be an incredibly transparent message. I hope that by me being transparent with you, you will be able to relate to some of the emotions that I've had to work through myself over the past 21 months. Emotions that I had to work through in order to be able to begin a project as big as my own show each week. So anyway, but before we get started, I would like for you in the comment section, if you're listening or watching in a place that you can comment, would you share with me where you're from? what city or town and state, and also if you're from another country, what country? Because our audience is growing exponentially, and it's been so fun to get to know all of you. We're on a big adventure together, this journey, and if we're all going to do life together from here on out, we need to get to know each other a little bit better. Well, before we get started, I want to congratulate all our winners from the last three episodes. Each time that you share one of my episodes, your name is entered into a drawing. And then you'll, if you're the winner, you'll end up going over to www.lindatupin.com, T is in Tom, O-U, P is in Peter, I-N, lindatupin.com, and click the button that says stuff I didn't know I needed. <laughs> That's my little store that has my mantra on a number of items, and you'll be able to go shopping and pick out something for yourself. So congratulations to our, our last three winners. And I do announce their names in the episode between the big episodes. It's called Going to the Mailbox. And so you'll be able to see that there. Well, I have a big announcement, you guys. So drum roll, please. To the best of my calculations, on all the metrics that I can see, it appears that in the first 17 days of releases, we have had 20 thousand views of our episodes <laughs> oh my gosh you know words are the most powerful weapon on earth for good or for evil and it just overwhelms me that words could be spread around so quickly to so many people and i uh, hope that's a message for each of you during the holidays that your voice um, can be a great weapon for good. <laughs> and so anyway, so I'm very honored and privileged uh, about those numbers. I think the numbers are actually much higher because there's certain metrics I can't see once it gets past my Facebook page. But anyway, you guys, it's a bit, that's a big deal. So um, the best thing that you can do to support this obviously is to comment and to like and to share. And it warms my heart to know that many of you are sharing it with youth groups, church groups, and your business groups. And I do try to design these in a way that they could be beneficial to everybody out there in the marketplace. And if you haven't already, head on over back to my website again, lindatupin.com, and sign up. Now, what that does is it allows me to send you emails and text messages. That way you don't miss one single episode. I know a lot of you are finding me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook um, and YouTube, but this way you'll get every episode and then uh, you won't miss out on a thing. Nobody wants to miss out. <laughs> all right. Now, my web designer, his name is Brian. You all would love Brian. And I've worked with him for many, many years. He told me this week that some of you weren't doing a very good job with your sign up. Now, that's not what he really said to me, but that's what I, that's my interpretation because it's a two-step system, you guys. And I'm sure if you're signing up for anything out there in the world today, you know that there's a lot of security that goes in to make sure that you aren't spammed. And so 
when you give me your cell information, your email information, and then you click send, what's happening is we're sending you an email to confirm that you want to do that. So it is a two-step system. So probably somewhere in your junk or spam, if you're a Gmail user that's going to go into promotions, then there's an email waiting on you for you to click to say confirm. All right. So again, we're on a journey together. And uh, if we're going to do life together, we've got to make sure we are on the same page with communication. So go on over there and sign up. Well, it's time for a little transparency in this episode called Hope and Healing. For most of you who have known me a long time, I have spent my entire life in the public arena. When I was nine years old, I actually uh, conducted my first 4-H demonstration, and it was on how to make oatmeal, a chocolate oatmeal, no-bake cookies. And they're still the best cookies in the world. I love them. And so that continued for about 10 or 11 years. And I actually, uh, my senior year in college or junior year in college, I actually ran for the uh, state 4-H president. I did not win, but uh, that's how involved I was in that organization. Then I went on to actually be uh, Kentucky's Dairy Princess. It's <laughs> my claim to fame. We all have to have our first 15 seconds of fame. That was my claim to fame. Then I obviously uh, chose a career in home economics education, taught for many years, and for the last 40 years, led a sales organization, both nationally and internationally. So I've, I've been in the public arena all my life. And I figured out uh, as I was preparing for this episode that I had actually hosted over 5,000 in-person events in my life. And many were 10 or under. Majority were probably in the 50 to 150 range. And several were in the thousands. Okay. So when you are hosting or putting together a program, and many of you probably have done that in your lifetime in your business or your church or your youth groups, it's a big deal. Okay. And there are certain unspoken rules. And so I'm going to share two of them with you today. One of those unspoken rules is that you never let anybody take your microphone unless you know what they're going to say ahead of a time. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be doing a lot of damage control. <laughs> Some of you are laughing right now because you've, you've been in the audience where, you know, things got a little out of hand because somebody went to the microphone and said something that was like, this isn't really the point I was trying to make. All right. And then the second uh, kind of unspoken rule, and this applies to me today, is never let, uh, excuse me, never let anyone speak on a topic that hasn't either mastered the topic or worked through the issue. <laughs> okay, so that applies to me today. In the background, you see that I have a seven foot piece of art in my home. That is uh, literally the foundation of this entire podcast called Common Sense Choices. And so you've seen this before. Um, if you go over to my little store, stuff you didn't know you needed store, you'll see this mantra on a lot of things over there. And we're going to have even more things this coming year. So it says, I am where I am by the choices I have made, or I have allowed others to make for me. All right. We're going to pay special attention today to the last part of that. And so let's say that part together, or I have allowed others to make for me. Hence coming to my topic today of hope and healing. Now, you need to know also that I'm a firstborn child. 
Raise hand. How many of you are firstborn children? Step out of the way. We can do it better than you. We'll do it faster, more efficiently, and you'll love the results. <laughs> We're a little bit bossy. <laughs> so you combine all of this, plus the fact that I am an entrepreneur. I've called my own shots and done so quite well for over four decades. So when March 2020 came down, everything about it went against my very soul. All right. And that would probably be an understatement. And what I found over time is that I became very angry. I was angry, first of all, at a lot of government officials who gave tremendously misleading or confusing messaging and a lot of what I considered to be unnecessary control. But what scared me more than that was that over time, I began to feel some anger toward my fellow man. And that's not okay. It's not okay. And I realized that oh, as the months began to progress, that I needed to do something with those particular emotions. And as I said, I'm being incredibly transparent with all of you here today, because if we're going to do our life together, children, we have to know each other. So being who I am and what I stand for and what I believe and what I, um, my worldview, I began to take some steps to funnel those emotions into something positive. Okay. Those were very negative emotions and I needed to turn them into positive. And so these are the steps that I began to take. First of all, I did, made a decision about what I could control and what I could not control. I cannot control um, national politics national media, global events, or globalists. I cannot control any of those things, all right? So the second thing that I did was I decided how much I would listen to, who I would listen to, and for how long. So I began to seek out independent journalists. And as I shared with you in a previous ep episode, I read my news so I wouldn't have to absorb the emotion of someone reading the news to me. I ended up settling on the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I think it's about as middle of the road as that you can possibly get. And then I began to read independent journalists. I am not indicating in any way, shape or form that journalists that work for mainstream media or what we kind of start to refer to now as old legacy media, because there's so much media out there now that those journalists are not qualified. But what those journalists do is they work for big corporations that are controlled by certain people. And in my worldview, a lot of those people have an agenda. And so if you just go to the, all their websites every morning and look at their headlines, you'll begin to see patterns of, of like, what are, we, what are we selling here? And so I choose to be a little bit more independent with my news. So those were two positive steps I've that I took. One, I decided what I could control, what I could not control, what I would listen to, how much I would listen to. And then the third thing I did, I began to evaluate the echo chambers that I was a part of. The reason you don't see very much out there in the social media world anymore is everybody has scattered to echo chambers. And you know, if you want to be scared about something, be scared about that, that we can't have open dialogue. But I chose to evaluate the echo chambers I was in because they really did serve a purpose. They allowed people to vent their fear and their anger. Uh, but I also had to be careful how much I interacted there and how much time I spent there because I didn't want to reinforce a negative, but it was, you know, it was cleansing. The fourth thing that I did 
And uh, and I and, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit this to you all is for the first time in my life, I really begin to understand the power of our Constitution and the power of each state to govern its own citizens. I'm equally ashamed to say to you that there were actually decades that I could not have even told you our governor's name. Government, in my viewpoint, needs to operate seamlessly in the background. My roads were paved, my schools were open, public offices were open, and, you know, it's like one of those things that works, it doesn't need to be seen. But when that same government began to tell me who I would see, what I would wear, what I would do, and begin to take control of almost every part of my life, then I began a different path. The fifth thing that I did was I realized I couldn't control national events or national politics or global events. So I decided that I would start operating in a place that I could make a difference. And this has been really healing for me because I think that there are hundreds of millions of people that can make a difference locally. And especially here in a free country like the United States of America, I think that we can make a big difference. And so I decided to really start paying attention to local government. I actually started with my school board and I can't believe I'm telling you this, but for the first time in my life, uh, I can't even imagine in 2019 saying this to you, but for the first time in my life, I actually picked up a sign and marched with the teachers and the students uh, pressuring our school board to reopen our schools. I believe I did that. But I realized that was something that I could do that could possibly make a difference. And since then, obviously, I know the names of our school board members, and I also know when elections are being held. The next thing that I did, and this was really probably by April of 2020, I, be, I actually took my phone and programmed it on speed dial with every state and local representative's phone number and email address. Now, I'm fortunate that I live in a state that, that pretty much lines up with my politics, but I realized quickly that my voice needed to be heard and these people had been elected to reflect my voice. So they're on speed dial, all right? The sixth thing that I did, um, was I realized that I could start to use my voice and platform to begin to heal the collateral damage of what I call the dehumanization of society. And that dehumanization happened as a result of lockdowns, social distancing, and masks. I could go on and on, but I could use my platform to begin to heal that damage. Hence the episodes that you have already seen that deal with mental health. And then you know, being the, the strong, dominant, firstborn child that I am, I decided had I been the governor or the president, right away, I knew that I would have had a completely different approach. I would have had a much more well-rounded approach. Um, I would have probably, in addition to, to some of the things that they did that I agreed with, I would have probably sent everybody a Fitbit and talk to them every time the word COVID was used about weight control, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, some of the other things, mental health. <laughs> All right, but I'm not in charge, but I am in charge of this podcast. So expect in the new year uh, to begin to have some great guest speakers on helping us build our health and our natural immunity.
So once I work through the things that I could control, and that was important to me and who I am, then I could then I could actually begin to move forward with my life. And I could begin to have hope and uh, healing. You know, even though things may seem really dark to you, I really see hope through the positive actions of tens of millions of average people like myself. And I want to say that to you again. I believe through the positive actions of tens of millions of people that are very much like myself out there in the world, that we can start to take control of the situation and we can get involved in local decision making. Here's what I definitely do know is that pendulums swing. Okay, when things get really out of wacko, they'll eventually come back to the center and they'll come back quicker when a lot of people with common sense and, and, and better decision making start being in charge. And so I think that we can, we can come out of this mess a lot better off than probably ever before in the future. So I have a lot of hope. I think this has actually, um, there's a lot of people who are awake now. Okay, and so I think that's a good thing that we're aware of a lot of things maybe we weren't aware of before. So I have a lot of hope. <laughs> so I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So let's just hope it's not a train. Okay, I really do. I see hope at the end of the tunnel. All right. And I want to say just a couple of things uh, about uh, culture and dealing with culture. And I think it really kind of hit home with me this past week. Most of you know that I live in the great state of Kentucky and we were hit in the western part of our state uh, by some really strong, horrific, damaging tornadoes. And here's what I, I know, and I can promise you on a stack of Bibles, when those tornadoes hit Kentucky last week, they did not care about your heritage nor your political affiliation. And the person pulling you from the rumble might have been wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or a Make America Great Again red hat, or they might even have a sticker on their car that says, let's go Brandon. But here's what I can promise you. The person being pulled from the rubble did not care. The person who is going to save you in the time of a crisis is not a politician, a president, a TV commentator, the person you follow on social media that gets you so riled up, a social media influencer, a sports figure, or a Hollywood star. The person who's going to pull you from the rubble of the next crisis will be your neighbor, your coworker, your family member, or your first responder in your very own community. And all that other stuff is noise. Lots and lots and lots of noise. So let's start acting like the people that matter to us the most are the people in our communities and our families and our coworkers. And I think a lot of things will begin to change when we start communicating instead of getting ourselves involved in things we can't control. And so I want to end this session with you today by sharing with you a story that also helped me heal. I've shared with you how I've regained my hope, how I've worked through some pretty strong emotions, but I want to end this episode by sharing with you um, what uh, I experienced that helped me heal. This summer, I found myself in the beautiful home of my friend Robin Rowland, who lives um, near Charlotte, North Carolina. And she is an avid reader. I'm an avid reader. She has a couple of rooms in her home that 
are like libraries. There's so many books. And as I was kind of browsing through her books, I said, oh, I've never seen this, this series before. And she said, really? It was a series by an author named Jan Karen, K-A-R-O-N. It's called the Midford series. The main character is Father Tim Cavanaugh, and it takes place in a fictitious, I mean, it's a Christian series, but it takes place in a, in a fictitious town called Midford, North Carolina. And she said, you'll love it, Linda. It's really an amazing series. And I guess at that stage, it was early summer. I was just still not in a good place because I knew I kind of wanted to start this project that you and I are going on or this journey that you and I are going on together. But I wasn't, I wasn't there yet because I was still angry. I was still angry even at my fellow man in, in some instances. And I thought, well, you can't be a positive force and lead people in a positive direction if you feel negative. So I said, well, great, I'll read them. So she loaded me up all the episodes. I think there are 12. I brought them home, but ended up actually listening to them on Audible. Two are read by the author. Two are read by voices that I don't really think fit the book. So I didn't really care for that. I chose to read those instead. But most of them are read by uh, um, John McDowell. Wonderful voice. Wonderful voice. So what is this book series about and why did it make such a big difference to me? Well, first of all, as I was listening to it, I, I mean, I don't know, each book is what, 12 hours, 13 hours, it's, it's a lot. And so I'd get in my car, I'd listen as I was driving and running my errands. I took several long trips, I listened. And then almost every night I would turn it on and listen to the story as I was falling asleep. And I began to slowly and surely begin to heal. So what is this book series actually about? It's about community. I'm gonna start crying. This book series is about community, decency, simplicity, wisdom, discernment, grace, and it honors what is right, honors what's good, and it honors what's painful about this thing called life. And by listening to those books over the past six months, I begin to remember a different time in our own country and a different time in our own lives. And what the books did is they role modeled the behavior that I realized that we needed to exhibit in order to reconnect and to heal our broken country and heal our broken souls. And so I chose, I choose to believe that all our communities around this great nation can be Midford. And we all have a Father Tim actually inside of us. And so once I saw that in my mind's eye, I realized I could help create that. I could create Midfords. I could create Father Tim's. So hence, you are listening and watching to Common Sense Choices, a place where we can begin to fix ourselves and the world we share. So you each... Uh, by sharing and liking each episode have been a blessing to me. And I pray that this past four weeks has been a blessing to you. We have a big journey ahead of us this coming year. And uh, it will be my honor to um, do that journey with you. Well, 
it wouldn't be proper to end an episode without a shout out to my soulmate. <laughs> All right, micro. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. And I like that Christmas song that uh, you just released. It's really kind of cool anyway, but I'm really kind of cool. So you really need to put it on your agenda on your things to do list for 2022 to meet Linda Tupin. All right, you guys wrap it up. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope and healing to everyone. Bye.